Welcome to Living Aura, your podcast for choosing faith over fear, where I inspire and motivate life-giving promise into your role in your business, your home, and your mind. Hey, I'm Laura Gant, and I am so glad you're here because I'm on a mission to reach people who are seeking to lead from the inside out, to be alive in the aura and energy of flow that attracts abundance for your life. All right, welcome to Living Aura. We are so excited for a very special guest, my new friend, Lauren Roskelly, and she's a mom of two and lives in Sussex, England. Lauren, you have written a couple books. This is your second book now coming out. We're so excited for you to share about that today and your story of how just being transparent of your ups and downs with mental health, depression, anxiety, how the Lord has been the rock and your foundation through it all. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So tell me a little bit about your story from pain to purpose. Wow. Um, you, you say a little bit. I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do okay. Um, yeah, it's been... Uh, incredible journey it started off not being incredible but hindsight I can see where God was so I had a condition which I had for 24 years it came in season so on and off never lasting the off stages never lasted longer than a year really and so it was I didn't get the diagnosis until three four years ago they called it neurocardiogenic syncope. Just backtrack a little bit before I got the diagnosis. So it started when I was 14. Before I got the diagnosis, I was doing well for a little while. I was working for a Christian charity. I'd finally managed to do my driving and pass my driving test. I was driving for three years, single mom. The kids were doing well. And yeah, I had another bad fainting episode and it put me in hospital for a week as a result of that um they finally gave me the diagnosis um but they told me that there wasn't a cure or treatment for it they also told me that I couldn't drive anymore and my work asked me to leave I was my health was so bad I there there were times where I couldn't even sit upright without blacking out my daughter would have to help me in the shower, sitting at the dinner table sometimes. I'd just pass out and either in my dinner or off the chair. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, so for a good three and a half years, that went on for, and I couldn't leave the house on my own. Um, it was mainly my daughter and a couple of friends who had to come and take me to appointments or if I needed to get out, but... My daughter was a little um, Mother Teresa. She was incredible um, looking after me, her younger brother, so four years younger than her. So she, at the time, herself, she was only 14. So, yeah, she's cooking, cleaning, everything. And as incredible as she was, and I will continuously sing her praises and be eternally grateful for her, it didn't do my mental health any good. So as soon as I found out all, all of this happened and after a period of maybe a month or two, I realized it was more than just 
grief because um, someone had said to me, you know, you've had a lot of stuff taken away from you. You're you're grieving, but it turned out it was more than that. It was depression. I felt like I was in a pit. Um, I didn't have control that, and I wanted to be in it. So because all of this was out of my hands, out of my control, I couldn't do about it about anything about it. I I started self harming. Um, I didn't know at the time that was, that was the reason because of, it was out of control. I just saw darkness and I felt sorry for myself. Um, I felt like I didn't have a purpose. I felt like a burden on my kids. Oh, I felt, oh, it was horrific. And then on top of that, I couldn't be the mum that I wanted to be. And it was horrid. It was a horrid, horrid time. I mean, I couldn't, well, couldn't do anything. I couldn't take, do parents' evenings, take them out. Even the simplest things. Yeah, it lasted like that for a for a while. And then one day I woke up. <laughs> I woke up and I realised that I didn't want to feel like that anymore and I'd had enough. And so I literally cried my eyes out. I was crying to Jesus and I asked him to take me out of this world. Or I asked him to help me in it. Obviously, he chose the latter. <laughs> um, I'd like to say the rest is history, um, but that's just that was just the beginning of healing. He helped me through submitting to him, um, letting go of that sense of control and giving yeah. him every part of my life, every part of my life I needed. Were to you give already him. saved at that point? Yeah, I'd yeah. been a Christian for. 10 11 12 years yeah. I was a born again Christian mm-hmm. um so I'd had that relationship with him and that's why I would never take my life yeah Be- one because of him because I knew he was there despite the darkness I knew that he was real because I've, I've felt him I've had that experience with the Holy Spirit and I had that relationship with him and because of my kids so I could never have done that I wanted to but I didn't if that makes sense I've I was that desperate but I didn't because I knew he was real and my knew like my kids needed me but I cried out to him and because I I was done I I was totally and utterly done and I just decided to give him me (laughs) submitting to God on a whole another level uh that's what it's all about letting go of control more you know we can think we are doing it we can do in part letting go of control here and there areas of our lives full control how do we do that how does god help us do that was there a prayer that helped you or what did you feel in that moment that you knew god was taking it control for you well to be honest if if it happened in a couple of steps. So um, the first was that initial prayer, and he helped me out of that mindset stuff, that state of feeling alone and useless. And he gradually brought me up out of that through speaking to me gently, through scripture, started to listen to worship music again, started to recreate that relationship with him again. And through CBT, and I was thought I was doing better mentally, and I was. 
and then I made another I made quite a drastic I, I can't say what it is unfortunately but um I made a bad poor poor choice in another area of my life um and when that kind of unfolded and I realized that oh gosh I was kind of making excuse basically the God had I'd submitted to God God was well obviously not fully submitted at that point but it was more of a prayer of desperation God had helped me up out of that and so I was coming closer to him and then the enemy swooped in and obviously I can't completely blame him but I gave into temptation and that's what happened um and so again it was like another step it's like right okay I'm doing this for good now I I am 100% done this time there was no tears it was determination. I was determined that I couldn't do any part of my life without him. Yes, I'd given him this part, that part, and this part, but there was this tiny little part over here which I hadn't. And so so this was just over a year ago, and I was like, I am completely and utterly done but in a better way this is a different mindset so I'd come he'd helped me build up out of that the mindset stuff it was like an awakening and I'd realized that yeah I'm we are not designed to do this life on our own yes we've got free will but he wants us he wants us he wants all of us and I needed to let him have all of me And so I started, it started with forcing habits. So I talk about, I'm talking about this next week. Um, It's about repetition. It's about making, breaking bad habits and making new ones. For instance, I started off that time just over a year ago when I decided to say, yeah, have all of me. I'm not making any decisions without you, Lord. I'd finally realised that. It's, I mean, it took me 15 years to get to that point of being a Christian. But, you it's know. Continuous. It's really, it's really like a walk. It's a journey because of every day saying it again, recommitting like, okay, God, really, you have all of me, all of control. Because the flesh it's natural for us to constantly want to do it our own way until we make new habits, like what you're talking about. Yeah. So that's why it was like your initial, your initial, okay, Lord, I surrender. I submit to you. But the way Jesus, it's so amazing that his relationship with us, that it he walks with us every single day in such a real personable way. Cause he's our, he calls us friend. And it's only there and in his presence and his word that we, where we remain is how we can stay godly and holy before him and continue making decisions that on our own, we're going to slip right back into the ones we don't want anymore. 100%. And then that's, that's it. What you just said there, it's like on our own. And it's like, we can do this part of our lives on our own, but you can have this Lord, but I just want to do this one. I can do this. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> it goes wrong. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was really, and this is the core of the book, which I'll probably 
come to that in a bit but it's it's the core is that building that relationship and that was the point that I'd reached just over a year ago and I I genuinely for the first time yes I'd cried out to him the time before and asked him to help me that was different I I needed his help I couldn't do it this time I'd made a a formative decision that I wanted that relationship with God that I wanted him to take not take control because obviously that's not what he's there for (laughs) but to give to him and so I started I did Bible in one year um I every single morning before I, I got out of bed for the year and obviously it's continued now um I got before I got out of bed when I woke up in the morning the first thing I did was pray the second thing I did was read the bible in one year and I'd do that before I get out of bed that was that was my rule for the for the, the new the new it was the new year new you blog post that I wrote um new year new you same god here's the same it's up to us to make that decision and so I made that formative decision and it was it was hard work to start off with because it wasn't part of my nature obviously it was part of my nature to pray right obviously it was part of the nature to read the bible but to have that disciplined time with him first thing in the morning was important and so I disciplined I was very disciplined and I did it and so Dr. Caroline Leaf talks about um, creating new habits. So it's known that it's 20, it takes 21 days to create a habit, but she's saying it's 62. And so we need to just break, keep keep going. So once you've done something after that amount of time, that's when it like cuts. The snowball it, effect. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the energy you put into the first 21 days helps encourage the next portion of energy that you're going to build. And it's just a snowball grows and grows and grows. And I also with Jesus, I love this part. It's not just a, a, a habit forming, but with him, when we're doing it, he also gives us the desire and well, hunger. The, the Bible says hunger and thirst after righteousness. And that's definitely what comes the more we are become disciplined. Have you experienced that? Yeah, hundred percent, and that's that's what happened. It kind of it almost like my willpower, my determination, kind of helped me to start off with, and then he kicked in. Yes, and it yeah. was more about just a longing to know him more, which what it started off with, but it came, it's it started to become natural. So now yeah. I, when I wake up in the morning before I even open my eyes, I'm praying. Yeah, and then I reach out and get my Bible and read my Bible, and I'm wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I don't know what this is like being in in love. I'm talking about with a human being, but um, if you're in love, you're wanting to spend that time with them. You're wanting to get to know them, and that's what I have with Jesus. So um, yeah, I'm 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 happily single <laughs> for now. <laughs> um, no, I no. I, I'm not even going to say for now, I'm happily single. I'm sure he's got some on for me at some point, but I can genuinely say that right now I am where he wants me to be. So that is what's important. There is more 
than enough of just being in his presence for everything that you need. Everything, truly. It is a beautiful place. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Tell me about this brand new book that you have coming out. Was it February 1st is your launch date? Yep. So thank you. Yep. February 1st, what it is, it's called Indestructible Faith, Prayers and Prompts for Journaling. So it's formed like a journal. So there's 28 sections. Each section includes a scripture, a description about the scripture, and then there are questions and space for journaling, followed by a prayer. And it's all related. So each there's 28 sections like that as you go through um, with the 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 results of which is to help people to build resilience against life and their trials and storms and build your relationship with God. Those two come hand in hand, which is what I learned. I learned that by having him first, having him at the centre, having him first and foremost, and having that relationship with him, my resilience and my confidence and my identity all came because of that. And so that is the idea of the book. Um, So it's the ebook is available for pre-order, but obviously you'll need a little notebook to do your journals. And the reason I say about journaling is because that was another thing that I learned. I used to just push all my emotions and my thoughts and everything inside. That's easy to do as a woman. And we have way too many thoughts to push down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it can be lethal. (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, and I think that is where, well, looking back, I can see that is where the self-harming came in as well. But the point is journaling is just so helpful. So obviously I recommend first speaking to someone you can trust, um, perhaps a friend, family member or leader of your church. And secondly, journaling is another great way of getting stuff out. It helps you to recognise yourself, your behaviors your thoughts your your patterns of being helpful or otherwise <laughs> and it helps you become aware of them and what can need might need changing um so that's another thing I've been doing since just over a year ago I'd started journaling and I've been doing that all year and it's just been incredible it's funny looking back seeing oh so I, I was actually quite controlling See, I didn't have a clue about that until I'd started journaling. Yes. I didn't know that I had that ten- tendency. I didn't know that I was determined to be independent and <laughs> controlling. I didn't think that was me at all. <laughs> it was journaling that I had that revelation. <laughs> How often do you go back and look at previous journal entries in order to help you grow, like what you're saying? Is it just random? Well, when I feel the it's, it's random, when I feel the prompting, really, um, monthly, couple of months, but it's quite good to like read through and then you can see your progress as well. Absolutely. It's so encouraging. I can look at, I'm, I'm a major journal advocate. I have 
at least seven lying around. Like there's one in my car, one in my purse, one in my nightstand, and one in my prayer closet, and one in my desk. <laughs> I am constantly journeying, definitely. And I love looking back. Wow, that's where I was last year. I don't even talk that way anymore. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> You're developing in me the woman that he desires rather than what I'm planning out to become. Yeah, that's it. And and that's key, isn't it? The other thing is like I'd, most of the journal as well, I'll, I write down my prayers in there. So I'm praying to him as I'm writing. It's useful to add what he's saying to you that day or that week as well. In the future, if you ever feel like you've, your prayers are hitting a brick wall or you're alone again, you look back and you go, well, actually, he answered me. Yeah, speaking to me there. And it's a good reminder for us to do that as well. So, yeah, anyway, so that's where the idea for the journal came about. I know also you're a coach, right? Yeah. You provide coaching services. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, Yep. So mainly I'm a Christian mindset coach. Um, Doesn't have to be Christians, but um, I'm just, that is who I am. Um, So anyone who's struggling with those mindset difficulties, like the imposter syndrome, like if you're not aware of what that is, like, when you talk about limiting beliefs, see, I've stopped talking about limiting beliefs because not in themselves, but the word limiting beliefs, because what it is, is everybody's truth. So, for mm. instance, back in the day, I used to believe that I wasn't good enough. I used to believe that I was a burden. I used to believe that I was unloved. And all these things, that was my truth. And so you can't go up to someone and say, oh, have you got, have you got limiting beliefs? Do you need my help? <laughs> it doesn't work like that <laughs> because that person, most of the time, the chances are they don't even realise that those beliefs are, in fact, limiting. But limiting beliefs are anything that you tell yourself or you believe that is restricting growth in life. And with God. So, um, yeah, I've been working on a lot of mindset stuff. Um, awesome. Uh, you, overcoming. Sorry. You basically, you basically help people, um, not coaching them with giving them a new belief system from your own cognitive mindset, but by pointing them to Jesus. Yeah. That's the only way. Exactly. Way if we're going to be our own gods, <laughs> By telling, uh, by trying to better ourselves, that's that's a prison. That's so limited. Like, how can we, our in our in and of ourselves, become a person that we can't even perceive? Yeah, it's not God's will. God's will is so much bigger than us than what we know presently. Yeah, and we're yeah. only going to accomplish His will and our eternity purpose by being uh, transformed by the renewing of our minds. Exactly. And yeah, I did a summit on that earlier in the year. Um, and that was the basis for my last book. So, and that's what I coach on. So um, when I work with Christians who are struggling with mindset, I use something called Christian-based cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, so it incorporates 
biblical scriptures, prayer, um, relationship with God in conjunction with um, CBT practices as well. So, um, yeah, I and with non-Christians, then we do mindset stuff and helps them overcome um, depressive tendencies as well. And also if they're wanting to set up business, but I don't tend to, I don't tend to promote that. That's just, that's there. If anyone needs help, um, I do help up business setup and marketing and strategy as well in the coaching programs. So um, yeah, I have a free introductory call if anyone is wanting to know more or have, meet and have a chat. Um, that's available to everybody. Wonderful. So, yeah. Wonderful. I know that they will, anyone talking to you will benefit because I have personally, from the very first time that we ever talked, I witnessed your very personal um, compassion. You're a woman full of compassion and you truly care and not just care, but you, when you speak to me, when we talk as friends, like I, I watch and you pause and wait for God to speak to you before you speak. Mm -hmm. And that's wisdom. You're a very wise woman and I'm honored to know you. You have a, a great uh, discernment for when you need to speak and what you need to speak and how to listen. And I think that makes you a beautiful coach. Um, and the power behind that is coming from your personal testimony, from what God, from what you went through with um, your diagnosis and your divorce and being a single mom and allowing the transformation that you allowed God to come and do that work in your life is beautiful and it's a fragrance to him. And you're so blessed in that he is doing a mighty work in you. I just, my, I, I feel your spirit resonate with my spirit when I talk to you. And um, so I knew I had to get you on this podcast because you are a beautiful, beautiful soul. Thank you. That's so you're so sweet. Thank you. And I just want to say all glory to God. I, I yes. couldn't do any of this without him. I don't know where I'd be. So um I'm just constantly praising and thanking him every day. So thanks. Thanks, Laura. You're welcome. Welcome. Anything I can do to link arms with godly women around the world as we march and press forward into his presence together as sisters. I'll do it. Um, this is this is life. This is this is being a Christian woman. You're very special. Thank you. Thank you. As are you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in today to the Living Aura Show. I hope you gain massive value and take action on this lesson. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you have iTunes, do me a favor and go give an honest review. I hope you're going to give me a five star, right? <laughs> That's the way to get this message out to more people in the world. Share the link on your social media. Share the wealth. That's how we can give back and inspire others, especially now more than ever. Go out and be inspiring and be
be fully alive in your aura and energy that attracts abundance.